Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway, and welcome to the foundation of you. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild your life, your way, the auto way. Let's get started. Okay, so welcome to everybody, to my listeners, to another fabulous episode of The Foundation of You. Today's guest I have just admired from afar for a few months now. We're, we're new friends, um, and I just wanted to have her on because I love her story. It actually is very similar to, to mine in that I left the corporate world, so did she, and we both are now building our businesses, uh, coaching businesses, to help uh, connect and inspire other people women or people to um, follow their passion. So I'd like to say a big welcome to Erin O'Donoghue. And Erin, we met through our mutual, we're both in a mastermind together with our fabulous uh, Ruby Lee coach. She's uh, obviously connected so many people together and I feel very fortunate that we have come together. So, you know, just, I'd love to just start the podcast talking about what you do and, um, you know, just a little bit about how you got to where you are now as well. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. That's a lovely introduction. I'm super, super happy to be having this chat with you today. Like you said, just sitting down, two girlfriends having a chat. We just happen to be recording it, which is beautiful. So thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I am a coach. I have basically my purpose is to work with people one-on-one -on -one to connect them to their purpose and help them design a better work life, whatever that looks like for them. So as you said, I left corporate um, almost three years ago, mm. um, which I can't believe how fast that three years has gone, but also how much has happened in that time. Um, but I left corporate and I suppose one of my thinking about who are the people I want to serve was, do I just want to serve people that have done the same as me? And actually, no, I, I would absolutely love to help people that have done the same as me. And I do. I also want to help people who are just looking for something different in their work life. It doesn't necessarily have to be the path that I'm on. So that's where the piece is. We are all such beautiful, unique human beings. We don't all want the same things. We don't all want to follow the same path. And it still surprises me in 2021 that so many people are still encouraged to go down very traditional paths. So for me, my purpose is helping people find connection to their purpose, whatever that may look like. Oh, that's so beautiful and, and really inspiring. And I know that we were talking before uh, the podcast started that you had, uh, you know, like anything, we all have that, that compelling event or something that happens. <laughs> <laughs> can you share about uh, what happened for you and what, you know, brought you here? I can. So, yeah, I had a pretty dramatic um, awakening, I suppose. And if I go back a little bit, you know, I was quite a, an intuitive child or, you know, I was 
quite in touch. I loved crystals. Um, I was actually reflecting on this the other day. I had a friend that as I got older was like, when I first met you, I thought you were like a hippie and I didn't want to be your friend, basically this <laughs> negative connotation of a hippie. And at the time going through my teen years when I was conforming, that became something I didn't really want to associate with. So I'd moved away from this version of myself, I guess, but I'm an empath and there's no getting away from that. But I had kind of been pushing down my intuition for a very long time, which fast forward to the big event that caused me to realize I was not living in alignment, that I wasn't connected to my purpose was a literal coming down to earth where I fell over. Um, wow. was a situation with my dogs and a cat and oh. I came crashing down to the ground and it was a physical crashing down, but also then the weekend, the long weekend that followed that was a very much, I guess, pulling apart of myself, the beginning of the pulling apart of myself of realizing that what was I doing with my life? I felt in that moment, the overwhelming feeling of just being very, very alone, Mm. um, but also finally realizing that this life of, you know, the six figure salary, the company car, the, I was in the middle of an application for the next, you know, the next director role and just a realization that it was not working for me in any way shape or form um so it was then that it started and that was you know the long weekend the march long weekend or the holiday weekend in 2018 i always get my ears fixed up mixed up but (laughs) that was the beginning of it and i knew that i didn't quite know what i wanted but i was finally listening to that voice inside that said not this yeah and so i went in after that weekend i withdrew my application for the big job i took leave and so I handed over my role I took three months and then I took off on a two-month around the world trip um, which wasn't the first step but it was the big action step I think to me really finding myself and reconnecting back into me and who I was and probably for the first time in a long time asking myself what I wanted and what was really important to me. Mm, Yeah. And I think that it's so important to listen to our intuition because Mm. as you said, it wasn't the first kind of nudge that you'd had, but it was the one that you followed. And we're always getting those, those little pings to say, Hey, something isn't quite right. Or something isn't sitting well with me here. There's got to be something more. And I, I think we often tend to ignore those. Absolutely. Because it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's comfort, there's your ego, of course, mm-hmm. that protects you in, in a lot of ways. There's the comfort of, it was what I'd always known, you know, this real traditional model of employment, the looking like I had success on paper. So all the logical things were sitting there saying, you should be happy. This should be good for you. This, this is what you wanted. Um, but those little voices inside that I kept pushing down were saying, absolutely, no, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> this is not for you. Well, this is not for you anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause hmm. I think everything that we do leads us to where we are now. Every, you know, nothing as a mistake. Yes. Yes. And you, you know, you get to, if you can look at those experiences as the building blocks of, you know, what you probably, we all needed to go through in order to come out to where we are now. And so tell us a little bit about where you are now, because I know that you, you're now in this 
career for three years and mm -hmm. you're even now like what i loved about you said before even now you're there's a small little pivot as well you know you, you've mm. sort of we start out in one area and then we kind of try that on for size and then you decided well that maybe i want to focus on this area so tell us a little bit about that yeah and i think this is a great question and i've been reflecting on this a lot lately in thinking about some some of my clients or people in my broader network that i've been speaking to where you know we come out of or we, we transition into something with an idea of how it's going to look and this notion of needing to have everything figured out whereas yes. i now look at myself three years ago and what i started out doing um is ultimately the same you know we, i spoke um, I speak about designing a life around freedom, flexibility, and family. Mm. And that remains the same. Although that being said, I didn't have a family at that point. Um, so I now, uh, have my partner and then I have a, a little girl. Um, but it was, my family was the family that I'd chosen in my friendships at that point, but that yes. has evolved and changed in itself too. So, um, to your question, you know, it was, I had I was fortunate to do a program at Stanford University in design thinking um, in the context of social systems when I did my big round the world trip. So that's how I started that trip that I went on three years ago. Um, and so it was there that I realised you need to back yourself. You want to make an impact in this world and it needs to be bigger than just one organisation. Mm. So that was the first bit and it was really helping organizations and doing a lot in the consulting space and moving across and then since then I have started another business which is um, a co-working and event space here in Melbourne um, and then I've you know we had the pandemic last year that changed a lot of things for a lot of people and then now having my daughter I have taken a slight pivot in my coaching business to focus less on consulting and put more of my energy into coaching so yeah life is constantly shifting and changing and the beautiful thing about having my own business is I'm in control of that and I don't mean control in the traditional sense but I have a choice in that you know I get to choose every day what I do when I get up and if it's a slightly different direction you wouldn't want to be changing every day but if it's a slightly different direction because I'm being pulled in another direction then so be it that's the beauty of it and I think even just since I joined the mastermind that we're in together and relaunching my coaching program, I've taken my own journey back through my why, which is all the work that I take my clients through, my why, my values, connecting back into my purpose. And I'm shifting and changing and experimenting in that myself. So mm -hmm. we get to be the co-creator and designer of our life, which I think is something that's not necessarily spoken about in the more traditional sense. Oh, I love that. I love that because it's so true. And, you know, I've got this huge career, 25 years in a corporate mm. career where I had, I just had this, that was just my, my path. I had, mm. I wasn't exploring anything. And it's like, when you say you wake up and you get to choose how your day goes in terms of ease and flow, it's like when you're in an environment that you're not in control of, it's a lot more, there's a lot more stress. There's a lot more have tos and shoulds. And those 
sorts of behaviors aren't empowering for us. You know, I have to do this. I should do that. Mm. Do you find mm. that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just did a post recently about the word should. And when we use the word should, that it really is an opportunity to pause and reflect, either whether we say it out loud or just in our own thoughts, an opportunity to pause and reflect about what that actually means for us. You know, are we doing something because we feel obligated to do it? Are we doing something because we've always done it? Or is it an opportunity that we're missing to turn something into action? So, I think, you know, I think back to that environment and I've gotten so good at playing politics. It mm. was so bad for my soul. <laughs> um, you know, all of those energies that that kind of sit in a corporate environment, you know, the, the traditional kind of model around hierarchies and egos that play out in that. And as I said, I'd gotten quite good at it, mm. but it was at a great cost to myself. And so... Um, but uh, yeah, like you, like you said, no regrets, no regrets because it brought me to where I am today. I think it means that I can empathize with people who are in that environment. I can absolutely empathize with people that still choose to be in that environment environment because that's, that was just not my path to continue down that, but it doesn't mean it's the wrong path. Yeah. And maybe it just means that there could even be a, a part of ourselves that needs to experience that. It's like you have to experience the the roller coaster, the bad with the good, although there's no good, mm. and, good and bad, right or wrong. But, you know, you have to experience something that's of a low vibration in order to then go and appreciate and to want desire to be in that higher vibration. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, it, you know, the, yeah, the, the experience is what it is. And mm. I have got so much richness of observations of human behavior and how people operate under stress and how to negotiate. Although interestingly, just having recently entered into a, nego a negotiation situation in business, the different way in which the way in which I was taught to negotiate versus the way I've approached this negotiation now, really letting go of that masculine uh, energy that is how I was taught to negotiate and trying to sit or consciously wanting to and feeling the power of negotiating from a place of the divine feminine as opposed to don't show your cards don't you know they put in a claim you put in a claim and instead just going in with a really open conversation to say this is what I'm thinking this is where I'm at and mm. I'm grateful for that I'm grateful to be able to look at that and there will be I'm sure some situations where I need to go into a negotiation still from that place that is the traditional way I've learned but the situation that I'm in currently now realizing that that is not the only way and it's not the best way for this situation is beautiful because I think that's one thing I've really realized this year and it's probably part of becoming a mum mm. is although I've been out of that environment for three years now I had transferred a lot of the masculine across into the way I was doing business you know this this hustle right. the back-to-back -back meetings this need to be busy um, even though I had the freedom to if it was a beautiful day go to the beach I still, in the back of my mind, feel like I needed to make up that time. Yes, yes. How guilty have we felt? You know, I, I know the same. Like, I feel sometimes guilty for taking time out in the middle of the day. And it's like, 
oh yeah, wait, I work for myself now. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I work for myself. And isn't it beautiful? Yes. But it's, oh my gosh, these patterns are so deeply ingrained in us, Jenny. They are just, and so another thing, you know, these beliefs that we have and this constant working of, hang on, I'm going to catch that belief there and I'm going to really test and challenge it because I don't think that's actually a truth. Yes. Yes. And also, do you find, I know we've, I've learned a lot. I mean, I've always manifested unconsciously, subconsciously. I've always manifested, particularly parking spots. I am parking spot queen, (laughs) can get it right outside the front. And, you know, I feel that manifestation, I've learned so much on, you know, people talk about, well, what is manifestation? Do you use that in, in your work and can you describe for people that don't know because I did actually have a friend of mine say what's manifestation that doesn't sound like a good thing because she (laughs) she equated it with you know like a disease it manifests I'm like right yeah right so language so important huh and I think it does depend on where like what world you're coming from and what you've been associated to so Look, I think same as you like the the parking thing I'm very conscious about the parking thing my mum used to always joke about to the parking angels, you know, speaking to the parking angels to find her a park. Um, So I can relate to that. Um, Look, I think I love the idea, you know, I've been coming more and more back to this spiritual part of me. You know, it started with that really getting in touch with my intuition. Um, I, the power of our mind and the thoughts that we have and how that integrates into our reality is so not broadly understood I think I've just spoken about that in the most complex way I don't think that was clear at all but I think there is so much we don't know but more of us are realizing in the way that we're changing the way that we live to say what we have in our mind what we think what we believe is what then manifests itself in our lives so if we can take the time to like I said before stop and challenge the beliefs that we have in our life, Um, challenge the self-talk that is happening inside our mind that we often don't even realise is happening, the limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves around what we can and can't achieve, you know, even just thinking about, you know, and we talk a lot about this in our mastermind and we really support and encourage each other to put our wishes out into the world. Yes. To, to speak what we're calling into our life. And what I love the most about manifestation is you often ask for something and it comes to you in a very different way than what you ask. But when you stop and reflect on it, you realise that's what I asked for or yes. I wasn't quite clear enough and the universe has given me something not quite what I asked for. So next time I need to be more specific. Um, <laughs> but I I would say I'm still on a journey with my manifestation my practice around journaling is I think journaling is a real key to manifestation um, Mm. because it is that actual physical manifestation of your thoughts and it is the repeated and patterning and the speaking as if that is so so powerful and my journaling practice needs some work, I will say, you know, I think, and (laughs) this is the other thing that I love to talk about is, you know, as, as coaches, as humans, we are not perfect. Yeah. We, and we all have different pools in our life at different times. And as the mum of an eight month old, 
you know, and we were talking a little bit about this, we have talked about, spoken about this before, the needs of her become come first Mm -hmm. um, and that can so easily take over. But I think, yes, if I was to give one tip, it's some tips, be conscious of your thoughts and how they manifest into your reality. What are your beliefs and what are the beliefs that are not helpful or that are limiting you and holding you back? And journal, journal, journal as if what you're asking for is already happening. Yes, yes. And that those are great tips. I feel like even when I manifest that and that feeling like it's already happened, you know, and, yes. and I'll use I'll use the parking example because people can relate to that. You know, I picture it in my mind and I actually visualize myself pulling into that spot and I don't even question it. And so if I'm able to do that, why couldn't I do that for something bigger or more meaningful? You know, it, it's yes. it's so because people think, oh, that's not for me or that won't work for me, but it will, it works for everybody. And that's the law of attraction. And it's the law mm-hmm. of how we, you know, we feel it. It's like if our brain can't distinguish between something that hasn't happened and something that has. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting here nodding to you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 100%. Yeah. And it's it's the thing that I love about, you know, the spiritual side of things and the woo and those sorts of things is, you know, yes, there is such an element of faith and belief in something larger than ourselves, but it is also grounded in science. Yeah. You know, things like vision boards are not just, a pretty lot of pictures that you put together. I love the process of creating my vision board. I've got goosebumps now. I just I, me too. I just got goosebumps as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love my process at the start of the year vision boards, but that's grounded in science. If you visualize what you want and you have it in front of yourself consistently, you are more likely to not only, let's say, put it out to the universe but and, and call that in, you are more likely to take action towards those goals because they are right in front of you and they are front and centre and you know what you are, you are working towards. So that's, I think, been my one big thing. I've always trusted my gut feel a lot, mm-hmm. but I love, love, love the fact that actually although there is an element of faith and so much spirituality to this, there also is backing behind why it actually works. Yeah. And I, I think that belief or that knowing is what a lot of us who are successful at manifesting do, you know, I feel, I believe, I know, I know it will happen. I just don't know when. And that is Mm. the beauty of when we let it go and we trust and we say, I'm going to now just trust the process. And as you say, sometimes it it manifests in a way that we pictured it. And then sometimes it completely doesn't. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like I'll I'll share, um, I might've shared it uh, as an example in another um, podcast, but I'll share it again because I just think it's (laughs) so uh, interesting that I was making my bed and my lamp next to my bed was on and it was, the sun was coming up and I was like, oh, I don't need that on anymore. And like, I just, I thought I I'll need to turn that off. And the, the, the switch is actually the little button is around the corner from the bedside table. So you got to kind of reach around so that it doesn't, you can't see it when you look inside the room, it's, you know, it looks really good. And <laughs> anyway, I, um, I, I bumped, no joke. 
I bumped the table, the um, bedside table, just a tiny bit, like not even, I was just putting the sheet up towards it and I bumped it and the light went off. And I was like, well, that's weird. And so I was like, okay. And then, so I tried to turn it on and off from the switch and the light was gone. It was out, it was done. And I thought, okay, well, universe, that was a bit dramatic. (laughs) But I'll take it as a sign. Thank you very much. Yeah. powers are on today. (laughs) Yes. And so I went and I had to replace that bulb, but I thought, you know what, this is just, um, and people might go, oh yeah, right. Blah, blah. But if you believe what the power and the energy and the force that we all carry within us to manifest whatever it is that we desire, then I feel that that's a really powerful representation. And people always say, oh yeah, but so I'm going to manifest winning the lottery. And I say, okay, well, maybe that, you know, what actions are you taking towards that? Have you bought a ticket? Oh, I love this. I love this when people don't actually buy a ticket. Right. And, or, or, you know, you say, well, what would you want? And people say, oh, I don't know. And I've been, you know, I've done this myself too. When you don't know, the universe doesn't know what to give us. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's why what you said before about your journaling and your vision boards, we know as manifestors that that is what helps create clarity for the universe, the energy, you know, the quantum physics around us, you know, everything is energy, everything's literally, you know, we're all vibrating at that frequency. Yes, yes. And I love what you said before, you know, it's one of the things that I think we've all seen and or there's a just a general perception that manifesting is about putting your vibes out to the universe and then sitting back and having a cup of tea and waiting for it to happen. When you look at the laws, the laws of the universe, you know, one of them is inspired about taking inspired action. So, you know, it's that piece of what's my 50% of the pie when I put it out to the universe and then invite universe source, whatever it is that we believe in to come to the party. What's the other part that I parts that I need to do to actually work towards making that happen. It's not just about, sitting back and waiting for it to come to me it's then that inspired action that takes those steps towards making that happen and creating it for ourselves co-creating it with the universe yeah because the universe god source wants us to have the best experience our higher self is guiding us every day to you know what is in my highest and greatest good and maybe that whatever that is, might not be in your highest and greatest good. So just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean, like last year, I had an experience of I was getting frustrated with my coaching business. So I thought I'm going to go back into corporate because I knew that I could get back in. Um, And because I'm, you know, 25 years of a lot of qualifications and skills and experience. And yeah, I rejigged my resume with a a resume coach because I was like, yeah, you know, there's something there that's just not quite right. I'm not getting people to, uh, I'm not getting even interviews. Um, Bear in mind, it was during COVID and, you know, a lot of people were looking for work. But at the same time, I realized that, you know, so I actually wrote down, this is what I want. These are the, this is the office that I'm looking at, you know, in terms of location, I had everything written down as my desire and, you know, 20 applications in no, you know, one interview, 
another 20 applications in, nothing, crickets. And then what I found was I, in the end, I didn't get very far in any interview process. And I thought I, every time I did it, I, my heart just sort of sank because it was taking me away from my coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and so <laughs> what happened was I thought I was being rejected from something good, but I was actually being redirected to something better. Beautiful. It's such a beautiful example of, you know, and you like your intuition was telling you, you know, that little feeling of "Mm, this is taking me away from my coaching, but then the logical rational part of our conditioning or the world that we live in that says, actually, I need to bring in some consistent income or I need to go back to what was comfortable. I need to, you know, I've got 25 plus years of experience in this space. So yeah, I'll just go back to that, 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 that will be okay. I'll be okay with that for a time. Also to acknowledging that had it happened, it would have been okay too. But in this instance, in your example, it has absolutely taken you where you need to be. I think there's just something so powerful. And this is something I have had so many lessons in lately and I'm really starting to fully embrace is letting go of attachment to the outcome. Mm. You know, I used to hold on to like I'm I'm quite a big picture thinker I'm not awesome in the detail although I have trained myself through the years to play there if I need to so I'd always have these long-term plans these big goals I could see what was coming in the future but in doing that I was also quite attached to particular outcomes I had flexibility along the way but that destination of where I was going was pretty fixed in my mind Mm. and wow did that (laughs) cause me some challenges along the way um and I really am just learning not always perfectly again but learning to embrace yeah this this piece around letting go of the outcomes making good and informed decisions along the way but knowing that there is no right or wrong decision often there's the decision that we make we either make it intuitively or in a very considered way there's a place for both but where we end up is where we're meant to be and nothing, as we spoke about before, nothing's a mistake, nothing is a failure mm. because of all the beautiful things that we learn along the way. And there is no light without the shadow. And, yeah, I, I have actually I'm have actually been on, I thought I had this big moment when I had that moment when I left my job, but the learning and the evolving and the changing just never really ends, does it? No, I mean, somebody said, you know, we'll be learning until the day we die. You know, there's, there's, there's always something that we'll need or want to know, you know, we're inquisitive beings, we're inquisitive humans, we've got this desire to know. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes you look at people that stop living before they actually stop living. Mm. And it's because they're, they've stopped learning, I think. Um, we all have different um, appetites and curiosities for what that looks like and how far we want to go. And I suppose there's times in our life where maybe we put a bit of a pause on the learning as well, and that's okay too. Um, but yes, what an exciting, amazing, terrifying, but awesome adventure we're on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's everything that's happening is happening. You said it before, it's happening for us. Mm. Um, and so when you're, when you're sort of up-leveling and you're gaining new skills or you're gaining new knowledge, have you found 
um, that you've also up leveled in terms of the people that you surround yourself with? Because obviously you're not in that corporate world anymore. So is that something you found for yourself? Uh, definitely. I think, you know, people are so important to me and the, the people around me in my life. Um, and I think I mentioned it before, before I had my little family, my friends were very much my family. You know, I had a previous life before um, I was married before and had all that kind of that happened, you know, a few years before all of the work stuff happened. So my friends had very much become my family. You know, I had this and we, we had a lot of them. We worked in similar roles or we had similar pressures. We might've had similar things going on in our lives. And then that changes, you know, I think it's, and it can be really difficult to accept that, you know, reason, season, life, lifetime kind of concept when you're in these beautiful and have these beautiful close friendships that you think they are always going to be a lifetime. You know, I have very close, I have a broad circle of people in my life, but I have very close core friends mm. and it's, you wouldn't even imagine at the time that they weren't going to always be in your life. But mm. I have found, and I really thought it was as I'd become a mum that was the reason why things were changing in my friendship group and with no nothing dramatic or bad happening but just that real kind of moving away from I think or just moving in different directions and accepting that um we might be looking for different things in our friendships um and I would say that part of that transition that I mentioned before about um moving into new ways of working when you embrace this entrepreneur lifestyle or this freedom-based working lifestyle having people around you that are going through something similar is probably something that I underestimated. I'm very fortunate because of my other business here at the co-working space, I'm surrounded by other freelancers, entrepreneurs, small business owners. And so I get my cup filled up in that way because entrepreneurship can be lonely, you know, particularly if you're a people person, but never underestimate the power of having those expanders in your life of people that are going through something similar and also people who are up leveling. So maybe they're that level ahead of you. Um, people that are living in that space where you want to work to as well. And I think maybe if I had have heard that a couple of years ago, I might've felt like it was a bit superficial or something. Um, and it's certainly not intended to be that way. I just think it's something about how we feel supported and I'm such an advocate for support in whatever way that looks like in whatever season you're in but mm. given if you're going down this path of working for yourself one of the core things is how you continue to one of the most important things is how you continue to feel connected and supported and as well-meaning as your <laughs> as yes. your um putting my hands friends up and, and support <laughs> as well-meaning as your friends and family are and will be and continue to be if they're not going through it there's elements of it that they probably can't understand and so that's a very long way of saying 100% what you said is so true is is how who you choose to surround yourself and we know that I just think that it's and it's a grieving process it can be a grieving process as well um and for some people, it's also a grieving process of leaving behind that version of themselves that they thought 
they were that they attached so much connection to. Um, I didn't have that so much because I was pretty burnt out by the time I decided it was time to make the move that that was largely relief, although I probably was still holding on to the opinions of some people in that world that didn't quite understand what I was doing or why I was taking this step back. But yeah, I didn't really grieve that version of me, I don't think. But I more recently have been going through a transition of, of bringing new people into my life, I guess. Um, and what that means is letting go of some others. And yeah, there's definitely a grieving in that. And it's yeah. about honouring that. You know, I think in the past I would have, I know what I would have done actually, I probably would have made it a problem. I probably would have picked a fight or caused it to be a thing or made it about them. Whereas now I'm like quietly accepting of it, I think. And also mm. accepting of the fact that it may just be a season of moving away from one another and we may yeah. come back together again because the other lesson is this piece of to everything is totally impermanent. Yeah. 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 And I, I love what you said about that connection piece and the support piece and particularly I think every every human desires to have some connection or support in whatever area of our lives. I love that you've created that co-working space in Melbourne and then you couldn't visit it, right? Because you've been in <laughs> lockdown. So you're how how did you overcome that with uh, presuming you had people lined up to share the co-working space? Is that something that you had to deal with then? Yeah, so we have um, it's it's a, we have a membership base. So mm. um, really, it's about uh, buying into, I guess, or a better way, a community. So mm. um, people pay on a monthly basis to work with us in various different ways that suit them, like you know, one day a week or three days. So yeah, look, you know, opening a business in July 2019 based on building, bringing people together in person in the context of then what happened in 2020 was um, something we could have never foreseen as being the challenge that it was. Um, so being in lockdown most of last year, it was incredibly challenging. Um, we came through that. Um, I have a business partner in this business. We came through that um, with such optimism that, you know, new ways of working, flexible working, that it was going to be a real opportunity for us to bring more people into our community. But we've seen, you know, people are still hesitant to commit. People are still not sure what it's looking like. We've just come out of another couple of weeks of lockdown. We're still under restrictions here in Melbourne. Mm. So we haven't recovered in the way that we thought we would. Um, and it's tough. It's tough, you know, particularly when you are like, I am so, we are both so, but I speak for myself, so passionate about bringing people together and creating that community and connection and support for people who are building their own businesses. Um, it's been tough. And not only the co-working side of it, but we also host events here and, right. you know, in-person events are in such a state of flux at the moment that, we're really having to rethink and we did rethink last year our business model and we've added some extra pieces into it but we're having to rethink again so I suppose that's the other piece of this constant evolution of what business looks like and how we not only respond to what's happening internally for us but how we have to respond to external forces and what people are, are wanting and needing. Right 
Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? That it's because it's not oftentimes we feel like we're in control of our own yeah. selves. And then and then you've got outside forces and and you know things that are beyond our control. And I guess it's what we do and how you handle those moments, how that basically helps form your foundation for growth and to pivot yes. and to, as you say, you know, find a new way of working that might serve you better in the current circumstances because there's not a lot you can do about that so i i love that you know flexibility because uh, you know in the very beginning one of your um what you said it's about flexibility um freedom and family and so you're truly living all of your you know your you're saying <laughs> I'm it. doing my I'm doing my best. Yeah. I'm doing my best. <laughs> we all have, you know, days where we show up as the best version of ourselves. And we all have days where that's a little bit harder because sometimes it feels like those external forces are coming at us particularly, particularly hard. But you know, I think it's and that's where just knowing our purpose and coming back to what isn't feeling right about this situation? Where am I out of alignment? Um, and having just those three things in mind, the flexibility, family and freedom, mm. just is such a kind of an anchor for me to keep thinking back to is what I'm doing linking back to that. And even just the irony and my business partner and I have spoken about this because she also has her own other business, the irony of committing to an, an in-person venue when I'm looking at a life around freedom and flexibility, how does that connect? You know, mm -hmm. yes, it's supporting other people um, in, in their dream of flexibility and freedom, but what does that even look like? Particularly in the context of this last 12 months that we've been through where we've seen such an emergence in the online space, um, yeah. you know, even just switching across to, to me, like over these last couple of weeks of lockdown was I ran some online co-working um, sessions just to help people reconnect in also get some productivity because often what we hear that people the reasons why people love coming into the space is for that community um, for the connection but also for the productivity you know that moving out of your own personal space that has become the lines have become so blurred between our homes and our works um, and while we weren't physically open I can't help with that. I can't help them come out of their space physically, but I can create an online space and hold some space for them there that helps them connect in and also connect into that productivity piece because, you know, we can all get so distracted by playing with the puppy or <laughs> doing the washing or those sorts of things, which are wonderful things to have at times, but sometimes they're just excuses that help support our procrastination habits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. So I'm going to put um, all of your details in the show notes so that people who, you know, either want to come to find you for these co-working spaces online, or if they're living in Melbourne in person, also everything that, you know, so people can have a way of finding you if they want to learn more about what you're about um, outside of the, the podcast. So thank you, Erin. This has just been such a beautiful, flowy conversation around all things um, that have just, for me, uh, inspiring and how we, how we as women and people, you know, talking to all, all people, how we can all generate and create the the life that we want if we feel called to do that 
you know yeah yeah thank you so much I so appreciate the opportunity thank you for creating this space to I guess encourage more people to really think about what it is that they're passionate about and where their purpose is and I think the more we connect into that as humans the better we are as individuals and then that begins to kind of impact the broader collective so thank you for inviting me to share my story and talk all things manifestation spirituality and ponder the magic of the universe so thank you so much for inviting me oh it's been so wonderful thank you too thanks so much for sharing your time with me today I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe and want to live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course. More freedom, more fulfillment, starting now. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel. And remember, there is no ceiling, only the one you create. So keep raising the roof. Till next time.